Welcome to Bible Insights with Wayne Conrad. God's Word is a lamp to our feet and a light on our path. Today's topic, God has a question. In fact, it's God has a question for you. I simply want us to do a little survey of a few questions that God asks in the Bible. But in talking about these questions and their context, I want you to listen for if God might be asking you the question. If not this particular question, perhaps you'll be able to determine what question God is asking you. The Bible presents a God who is very skillful, to say the least. The God of the Bible is known for his skill of asking questions. In fact, it began at the Garden of Eden. His question to Adam and Eve made them drop their pretense and confront their disobedience. You see, God does not question in order to learn something, but in order for us to acknowledge the truth, in order for us to learn something, usually about ourselves and many times about him as well. Let's begin at the garden. We know the story how God made mankind. He fashioned a man from the dirt and he fashioned him and breathed into him and that man became a living soul and his name is Adam. Now we don't know how long Adam lived in the garden before God made Eve. It was a little while anyway. And then he made Eve from Adam and gave her to him. He gave them one command. He said, you can eat all the trees, of all the trees in the garden, only one tree, don't eat of it. That's it. Just that one tree, don't eat of it, for in the day you eat of it, you'll die. Well, we, we know how that turned out. One day, the serpent spoke to Eve, and Adam was present with her, and started a conversation that resulted in Eve eating from the forbidden fruit and giving it to Adam, and he ate of it also. And the scripture says that after they had done this act of disobedience, their eyes were opened. They realized that they were naked, and they hid themselves. And then we pick up the story, Genesis chapter 3, verse 8. Then they heard Yahweh God's voice walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And the man and his wife hid themselves from the presence of Yahweh God among the trees of the garden. Yahweh God called to the man, and this is the first recorded question. He said to him, where are you? And the man, that's Adam, said, I heard your voice in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked, so I hid myself. Now, before this, they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden. They communed with God in the garden. There was no fear. But now there's a consciousness of sin. There is fear. But God said to him, who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree that I commanded you not to eat from? So the question, where are you? 
Now, this is not the only time God asked that question. He asked it at other times in the scripture narratives. Let me take you to the second question. We don't know how many years later this is, but Adam and Eve had two boys as their first children. Now, they had hundreds of children. But these boys' names was Abel and Cain. Now, Cain was the firstborn, and Abel was the second. And they worshipped God. They did some kind of acts of worship toward God, which they must have learned from the father and mother, Adam and Eve, and they had learned it from God himself, who made the first sacrifice of an animal and clothed them with it when he cast them out of the garden. But on this particular day, Cain and Abel have offered worship to God, and God has accepted the worship of Abel, but did not accept the worship of Cain. And Cain became very upset and angry. So Yahweh, God, said to Cain, Why are you angry? Why has the expression of your face fallen? He's asking, Why are you angry and upset? If you do well, won't it be lifted up? If you don't do well, sin crouches at the door. It's desirous for you, but you're to rule over it. Implication, it's not to rule over you. But Cain said to Abel, his brother, this is Cain's reaction. He said to his brother, let's go into the field. And while they were in the field, Cain rose up against Abel, his brother, and killed him. Now, this is the first incident of violence in the Bible. Cain kills his brother. Here's the second question God asked Cain. Where is Abel, your brother? He said, I don't know. Am I my brother's keeper? And Yahweh said to him, what have you done? The voice of your brother's blood cries to me from the ground. So God was not ignorant. He knew exactly what Cain had done. He saw when Cain rose up and beat his brother to death. He rose up and struck him. He did it out of anger. Anger often breeds other acts of sin. And our anger many times is self-induced because we don't do what we know God really wants us to do or what the right thing may be to do. So Yahweh said to Cain, why are you angry? He said to him, where is Abel your brother? And he said to him, what have you done? Notice that's similar to his confrontation with Adam. But with Adam, he asked him, where are you? He was hiding because he had sinned. But here, Cain has killed his brother, and Yahweh says directly to him, What have you done? The voice of your brother's blood cries to me from the ground. We even read about this in the book of Hebrews. But let me take you to one of the most famous series of questions. It's to the book of Job, one of the earliest writings of the Bible. Now, Job was a righteous man, a man of great integrity, so much so that that Satan uh, challenged God by saying, yeah, 
Job is such a righteous man, but you know he's only righteous because you bless him all the time. So if you remove your hand of blessing, he'll curse you to the face. Well, God allowed Satan to do things to Job, but Job did not curse God. But as time went on, Job did ask questions. The first question he said is, why? And you know, this is our tendency. When anything happens to us that is negative or bad, especially if it's real bad, we're always asking the question, why? Now, Job's question is, why didn't I die from the, from the womb? Why didn't I give up the spirit when my mother bore me? Why didn't the knees receive me? In other words, why did God let me be born? And this has got to happen to me. Later, when his friends come, and the first seven days, they were wonderful friends. They empathized with him, and they sat beside him, and they didn't try to judge him, but then after the seven days, they began to, to judge him because Job was saying, I don't know what I've done. I have integrity before the Lord, and yet he has allowed this to happen to me, or he has caused this to happen to me, and they began to defend and give their their reasons, and it's because you have a hidden sin and you're just not being honest about it. It's his essence. And Job is saying, I don't have a hidden sin. But it went on days, I don't know how many days and nights, all of this went on, these conversations. But ultimately, Job, so worn out by the accusation of his friends, perhaps he, at this point, did sin with his mouth. He asked a question Basically, in his last statement to his friends in Job 31, 35, he said, if only I had someone to hear my case. Here's my signature. Let the Almighty answer me. Let my opponent compose his indictment. Now, he thinks that the Almighty is his opponent. This is a challenge to God, is it not? Let God answer me as to why this has happened to me. Well, Job got what exactly he asked for. He wasn't really prepared for it. Neither will you or I be if we take such a challenge to God's face. But Job, Job understands or encounters God when God suddenly caused a whirlwind to come around him and Yahweh answered Job out of the whirlwind. His answer was a series of searing questions. He begins like this. Who is this who darkens counsel by words without knowledge. <laughs> it's Job, you know. He says to him, brace yourself like a man, for I will question you, then you answer me. Where were you when I laid the foundations of the earth? Declare if you have understanding. Who determined the measures, if you know, or who stretched the line on him? What were the its foundations fastened on, or who has laid the cornerstone when the morning stars sang together and all the sons of God shouted for joy and God kept asking the questions, one after another, after another, after another. And ultimately, Job made this response to God. Job answered the Lord Yahweh and he said, I know that you can do all things, and that no purpose of yours can be thwarted. Who is this that hides counsel without knowledge? Therefore I have uttered what I did not understand, things too wonderful for me which I did not know. Hear, and I will speak. I will question you, and you make it known to me. I had heard of you by the hearing of the ear, but now my eye sees you. Therefore I despise myself and repent 
in dust and ashes. Yes, if God ever questions you, you too will know who you are in his presence. And you too will have to say, I've said things I shouldn't say, and I've thought things that are way too wonderful for me. I repent in dust and ashes. There's one more I want to take you to. It's found in 1 Kings. There was a great prophet of God. His name was Elijah. He stood for God in the days of the decadent kings. And he was so brave, he challenged the prophets of Baal to sacrifice on Mount Carmel to have a test of the gods. You know the story. God answered from fire from heaven. He burned up the offering that Elisha offered, but the ones that the Baal priest offered were never burned because their God was not alive. They worshiped false deities, idols of man's creation. But you know, after that great spiritual victory, when Queen Isabel threatened his life, Elijah suddenly became afraid and he ran away. He ran for his life. Forty days. And finally he came to a cave there and he camped there. And behold, Yahweh's word came to him and he said to him, What are you doing here, Elijah? Oh, that's the question. What was he doing there? After all, the Lord God had shown himself to be the living God. He had answered by fire and all the Baal priests had been killed. He fled for fear of man when we should not fear man, when the almighty God is the one on our side or more properly when we're on his side. These questions, God is a question for you. Maybe it's a question he asked Adam, where are you? Or the question that he asked Cain, why are you angry? Why has depression overcome you? What's that expression on your face? Where is Abel, your brother? Substitute your friend, your brother, your sister, your parent in that question. And here's the one, what have you done? Remember, God's questions are not meant to inform him, but they're meant to make us recognize something about ourselves. And yes, ultimately, to know something wonderful about him. Or the question that Yahweh gave to Job Who is this who darkens counsel by words without understanding? Where were you when I laid the foundations of the earth? Or the question to Elijah, true believer in God, what are you doing here? Those are the questions. What's your answer? This has been Wayne Conrad with Bible Insights.